So the last characteristic of klipa is golos. Golos means you have no control. Golos means you have no control. The psychological example is an addict. An addict is a person who does the same thing over and over again to the extent that he is classified, he is officially defined as sick. Sick means, I don't know how you say it in Allah, but legally he's not responsible for what he's doing because he's ill. When a person is ill, he has to be cured. And the, the way curing from addiction works, it's predicated on a very, very sinister presumption. You can't help yourself. Think about that. Goyim figured this out. Goyishkeit figured this out. That the, the, an addict means a person who's so compulsive, whether it's alcohol or it's gambling or whatever other, now it's gamers, you know, now it's gamers, people who are addicted to, to computer games. The yesod of the healing is the admission, I can't help myself. And I can't help myself is tartemashma, means two things. The one that we like to talk about because we're Hasidim is you need a higher power. You need Atma Saint Tov, you need the Abisha to help you. But there's another one. You need support from other people. You need push it a, 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 a mentoring system. Uh, the nicest thing about the 12-step program is how they help each other. And that's why it works. It works because recovering addicts, could be people who haven't had a drink in 30 years, are on the phone anytime, day or night, for people who need, they call it a sponsor. Because the yesod is, I have no control. But when you commit to healing, you commit to this idea that I have no control and I'm gonna get all the help I need outside of me, not to heal myself, but to quote, not act out, to control my actions. Now I think that this is where the comparison between Teira and Lahavo and Goyishkeit ends. Because I don't think there's a doubt that the Rebbe holds and Teira holds that a person can heal. And they're saying that the person never heals. But it's pretty close, you know. It, practically speaking, on the avoidal level, it's, I think, quite consistent with Tater. But Tater does believe that a person can be not just a person who does tshuva. Right, that a person, you, you, shall I repeat it? I'm saying, there is that idea. From the Maggit, from us, You don't really heal. I mean, you're never sure of yourself. Right, but the Rebbe, the Rebbe speaks about Shavuot law. I, I, I want to be careful about the words of the Rebbe's mouth, but I, I do think that your point is well taken. Right. In other words, I want to repeat what Mrs. Chayin is saying that there's a Maimer Chazal. I think it's a Medish. I'm not sure if it's a Gemara, but it's quoted by everybody. And by the way, I want you to know that this same idea of EF with Mrs. Chamandis, it's a, it's a, it's a fine, but it's, I don't think about it. But it's, it's a Rambam. The Rambam in the Rambam in the Shemayna Parakim talks about the Chosid. And the Baal Tshuva, and the Rebbe brings it in the Kutasichas, it's basically the same idea that the Mizichamag, it says. Okay, so let's talk it through. That it says in Chazal, that a person should not say, I hate treif. A person should not say, I hate sin. A person should say, I lust for it, I desire it, I want it. But what should I do? That the Abishta says, I'm not allowed. This is what it says in Chazal, right? Al Demir Adam E F Shi Bipsachazirim F Shi Ma Esh Avish Abashavai. That the Avish said, "I'm not allowed." This is the lashon from Chazal. So on this comes a tere for the Mizrach Magid, 
And he says that this is only by Abedini. If you've never tasted a certain Aveda, or to say it more practically, if you have no desire, if you have no leaning towards that Aveda, I could say it about shrimp. <laughs> I cannot say about everything. Because if you're tempted towards something, especially if you indulge, if you hear the Aveda in the past, so you have to say EF, you have to say, I hate. It's a word from Mezitra Magad. And again, I'm repeating that the mocker of it, as far as I remember, and it's in the Kutusichas, it's, it's in Rambam, not in, not in Mishnah Torah, not in Pirish HaMishnayis, it's in the Perichelik. In the Akdama, it's in the, the Shmeina Parakim, I'm almost positive, it's in the Shmeina Parakim. What the Rambam discusses, it's connected to the Pirichelik, but I think it's not in the Pirichelik. I think it's in the Shmeina Two kinds of Jews. And one of the kind of the Jews is a Yid who's a sinner. And a person who's a sinner has to always be on guard. You're never cured. Which is exactly consistent with the idea of the 12-step program. Again, I will say it again. I believe that Torah does believe that a person can absolutely heal and have no shaykhs. And in the secular model, they don't accept that. But from a practical point of view, it's the truth. In other words, it's not a lot of people who are in the Madrig of Tshuva would have no shaykhs to their earlier life. You know, the Ramam speaks about like a Dover Apashat. The Rebbe repeats it like a Dover Apashat. But an avoid a lie for a person to be so tshuva that what they were before literally didn't happen to them. It's a different person. Taylor says it's a fact. But it's a fact which takes a special kind of an avoida, which takes a very, very long time. So practically speaking, the average Baal is still dealing with the EF, Sheikhab Nishad. I have to tell you a story. This I don't think I told you last week. This story goes here, you know, in, in, in the Tanya it goes here. That the, I heard Rabbi Shvei Hashem Yankel Shvei Zohar Belichting Ganeidin. It's a famous story, but I happened to hear it from him. That uh, the Altrebbe had a chassid whose name was the Pesach Malastovke. The Pesach Malastovke is an unusual man because he's considered officially the youngest chassid of the Altrebbe's. But you must understand that he's the same age as Abhil Parachet, the same age. But Abhil was the Chosser of the Mittal Rebbe, the Pesach was the Chosser of the Alter Rebbe, and it's completely different. It's a whole different life. To say that Pesach was in a higher than Abhil, I mean, what kind of Avinim are we? But the Alter Rebbe's Chassidim were Anoshim Shleiman. Alter Rebbe's Chassidim were, were healthy, were big, gigantic. They were a perfect person, just very big. <laughs> the middle of Rebbe's Hasidim were giant in one way. I, I don't necessarily think that middle of Hasidim had the wholeness of the Alter Rebbe's Hasidim. The middle of Rebbe's Hasidim were in many ways greater than anybody. They were, they were not living in this planet. But I don't think their wholeness was whole. It was in the Indian of Avoida and in Hasidis and other things. You know. Anyway, the Pesach Malastovkir was the Chasid of the Alter Rebbe, of the middle of Rebbe, the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek. He was from the greatest chassidim. And the Pesach Malastovka has a story that when he was already elderly in the time of the Tzemach Tzedek, so he lived in the city of Molostov, I guess that's how you pronounce it, which is why he was called Pesach Malastovka. Chassidim used to be called by the names of the cities from which they came. And um, there was a machashif, there was some kind of a, a magician, a koyach of Toma, that was living in that region, that uh, with he was... He was trying to get into the souls of the Jewish people. And he determined that the leader of the Eder, the leader of the community of the Pesach Malastavkir, so I don't know what he did and how he did it, 
but he got into his head. He got into the Pesach's head. In other words, the Pesach started to feel doubt, sadness, lack of motivation. And he understood that there's a tumor, that something is, he was a big hot about the Demzach Hasid, should all of a sudden in his later years feel heaviness, clipping. So what do you do? You run to the Rebbe. So he came to the Tzemach Tzedek. And he came to the Tzemach Tzedek and he told the Tzemach Tzedek what's going on. So Tzemach Tzedek had an apple sitting on his table. And he picked up the apple and he said to the Pesach, Zogichov Nishtholt. Say I hate it. Say Iyashi. Say I hate it. The Pesach was a Chabad Chosid. Deirashi notwithstanding. And we would say I, I, I hate it. And this time because of who the Rebbe is, it would work. But the Pesach couldn't lie. So he said, Rebbe Chobot, I desire it. And the Tzemach Tzedek said a second time, Zogi Chob Neshot, say I hate it. An apple. And he said, Rebbe Chobot, I desire it. I don't know how many times it took, three times or 10 times or 20 times, but this went back and forth. And then the Rebbe said again, Zogi Chob Neshot, say I hate it. He said, Rebbe Chob Neshot, I hate it. And the tumor was gone. It was it. He was cured. This is a mice from a tzaddik. It's a pella, a rebske mice. But this is the vault of golos. Golos means that there's a force which is outside of me that doesn't give me freedom. I did it to me. I did it to me. When you repeat the same Aveda, you become a prisoner to that Aveda. That if and when a person decides he doesn't want to do it anymore, he's a prisoner. And this is the definition of Kal Shabakalam and Peshi Yisrael that we had last week. Yidin, who because of circumstances have exiled, have incarcerated, have locked themselves in a jail, and other stuff. Now, if you were here last week, last week's class was Mamish Besayat, the Shmaya. I didn't give last week's class. I'll tell you the truth. I didn't give it. We talked through all the different points of Kedusha versus Klip, if you could remember. And the last is that the definition of Kedusha is free. I own me. And the Shinif Kalipas, I don't own me. But then the Alter Rebbe says something very, very, very unique. And this applies only to a yid. There are many klipas. There are many klipas. La goy is a klipa. Now goyim and klipa is tricky because a goy who keeps shavu mitzvah is in a very high madreg. So there's different madregis in goyim themselves. But every creation has a parameter, has a shell, has a containment, a limit. And it's ein chavush materes atzvi He cannot go out of his own imprisonment. He can't take himself out of his own containment because he's, so to speak, being held from the outside. Even if he put himself into that situation, but at this point, he's no longer a balabayis. Bayayid, the Alter Rebbe says a chiddush gadol, which is that a Jew's chokma can never be golust. It can only be shinod. The Chochmah of Ayid, the way it's in the Mayak Shabarash as it is in its source, can never be out of control. It can only be asleep. This is unique only to Ayid. Only Ayid has the property that if Ayid has been Nachman and Lutzan exiled, Ayid has become Klipa. Kal Shabakal with Peshi Yisrael. He was born Ayid, a Chedekalakali Mal Mamish, with a Neshama that's free. And that has a tendency towards good. V'chuli, 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 v'chuli. Alazach nemis. But over the course of time, because of circumstances and situations and maybe choices, now he's a prisoner. He couldn't miss an Aveda. 
Sinigavan Shayach and Aveda should pass by him and he shouldn't do it. And then he did shuvah. He did shuvah. This person did shuvah. Says the Alta Rebbe, you should know that there's a pintele. There's a point with an ayid which is never in Golos that can only be in a Maimed Matzav of Shina. It can only be asleep. And because of this point, we have this new expression which is called Ava Misuteris. Ava Misuteris doesn't make sense. You know, if I have a million dollars in a bank account and I don't know about that bank account, it's still mine. So it's Tesev Muster, yeah? It's a Sabah Samech, it's an Oitzit. But how can I have a feeling that I don't know I have? You know, you could have things that are lost to you, you have treasures lost to you, but how can you have a feeling? How, how is it possible that you have a feeling and you have no idea you have it? And yet this is the meaning of the Hebrew phrase, Ahava Mr. Teres. I love the Abish that I don't know about it. How is that possible? And the answer is, because even though a yid, like all other creations, can be reduced to a gullah state, either naturally or through a series of events and actions, where now they're prisoners, there's always going to be one pinta, there's always going to be one point which remains a ben chedid, which is the chokhmash of nefesh. So by a Jew, we have the classic idea of gullahs, like everybody else. And you have one point which is never gullist, it's only sheen, it's only asleep. And because it's only asleep, it can wake itself up. It just needs the right, the right trigger. It needs the right impetus, the right inspiration. And that Ava will wake itself up. And when it comes to this Chokmash Nefesh, the way it's in Meir Shabarosh, you don't say, Ein Chovosh Mataras Atzmen is able to wake himself up. Go ahead, you wanted to say it. Because he couldn't lie, he was a Chabad Chosin. I don't get the story, but what's the point? Like, I got the point, but how does it make any sense? Of course, because you wouldn't think that it's important to mean it. It wouldn't matter if you meant it or not. Right, you see, but he was what's called, I'll say it again, he was called a Chabad Chosin. A Chabad Chosin means even when the Rebbe tells me to say something, if I say it, I have to mean it. We were raised differently. We were raised differently. What's your favorite food? What's your favorite food? Ice cream. Ice cream. So if the Rebbe says to you, I hate ice cream, are you going to say it? So I can't think of it as the apple, but okay. Okay, so God, in Eastern Europe, they didn't have ice cream. They had apples. And a lot of people will tell you that people who haven't been corrupted by ice cream enjoy an apple much, much more than we enjoy 101 flavors of ice cream. Of course, that's why he came. He had a sense. He had a sense that he needs Rebbe. He can't do it himself. He was a big oivet. He was a serious Jew. A Pesach. So it's almost like how do we do it ourselves? We go to the oil. <laughs> That's what we do. We go to the oil. He was such a big chassid. And he was able to do it all the tools. All the things that he couldn't do it. That's right. I would just like to propose that when you say everyone. A lot. Not general. Right, so now here's the point. 
We are Lubavitcher Hasidim. And we have a Lubavitcher Rebbe. And it is anything that he taught us. It's not to let this happen to us. How? It's a job. And when I was in Yeshiva, my brother told me this, a brother a year younger than I am, with the same age, Mamish. So he was in Maristan for whatever reason, and the Melech told the story by in Yeshiva, Fabreng. In the early 80s, in the mid-80s, there was AIDS. A Bochet read about AIDS, and he came to the Melech, and he said to the Melech, I'm telling you, I have AIDS. I have all the symptoms, I have AIDS. This Bochet with Shaykhis to AIDS, like, I don't, I don't know how to make it to compare to COVID-19. He had no Shaykhis to it, it wasn't possible. He didn't, he wasn't an inter- he wasn't, he, he was a chsidish abochet, but he read in the paper. So he came to talk to his mashpir. Now the Melech understood about AIDS, like the Melech understands about COVID-19. As an Elam HaEmbers in Ganeidin over there, they have a different read on it all. I don't know how the Melech talked to this bochet, but the next day, it was a surprise Fabrengen, and the boys from Maristan ran in. I was in Maristan for a few months, I know the experience. We came in, the Rebbe was already talking. And as they walk into the room, the Rebbe says, Abach is sitting in yeshiva and he picks up a newspaper and he reads it and on the re- newspaper they're describing an illness which is Bechlal Nachaychus to him there's no way in the world <laughs> that he should have this illness and he walks into himself and he's telling himself that he has this illness who asked him to read the newspaper we are all choosing to trade in our chsidus for realism We're trading in the values that Ebba gave us for newspaper articles, for fear, for hate, for anger, for division. We're selling out our Hasidus because it's hard to be a Hasid so many and so many years after Gimel Tamas. And it's just so much easier to be like everybody else. The difference between a Hasid and everybody else is one thing, Simcha. And the residuals of Simcha, the symptoms of Simcha. And we watch it happen to us, and we keep reading the newspapers, we keep going on these two WhatsApp groups, people putting fear into our heads in 101 different ways. And we watch our Simcha Sachayim wane and wither, and we're becoming like everybody else. We're becoming, we're becoming Oishchidim. We're still Lubavitchers, but the fire of Lubavitch, which we were given, we're letting go. Why? Because it's hard. And this is our avoida. Our avoida is not to read the newspaper. Our avoida is if just Hashem Simcha. That doesn't mean be stupid. It doesn't mean don't listen to your doctors. It means don't worry. It means Hashem These are choices that we make. These are choices that we make. You make it and I make it and she makes it and she makes it. And if we want, we, we knew the people we were 30 years ago. We know the people we were. Why are we letting that be traded in for fear and for smallness and for science and for goyishkeit and for politics and for people whose whole existence is to exploit other people by making them afraid? What happened to us? You asked a question, I'm giving you an answer. Why are we selling out? Why are we giving away the most precious thing that we have, which is Yiddishkeit? And I tell you that if any person who says, I'm going to live like a chassid. And I'm not saying living a chassid means to, to be irresponsible, not listen to the doctors. But not to worry. 
And not to walk around all day long looking at every new society, another bad story. And to fill my life with dread and fear. And call it being informed. And call it not being naive. And selling our soul. Literally, selling, putting ourselves in bubbles. We will have less mental illness. I give my word. The mental illness, I, I really believe, my personal opinion is, that the reason is youth, I mean, I think, be'emes, be'emes, that the source of increased mental illness is, is a different, a different, it's, a, it's a different kind of neshama. The neshamas of our generation are even more sensitive than of my generation. They push it very, very sensitive. But I also believe personally that the biggest reason why we have such increased mental illness is because nobody knows what intimacy is, what closeness is. A husband and a wife, a father and a son, a mother and a daughter, brothers and sisters, we've traded it in for the phone. People are not close to each other. People are not close. People don't love. People are afraid to get close. They put their whole life story online. Everybody can read every detail about their lives. But they can't be in the same room with another human being. I, I actually, this is my personal belief. What's it based on? My own fantasia. What qualifications do I have? None. I just happen to be standing here and talking and you're kind enough to listen to me. You can take my words and throw them in the, the, the bin of dust if you wish. But this is what I think. But from an avoidance standpoint, if we, look at look at Rabashkin. Here's a living example of a Jew who wouldn't trade in his chassid. It's very simple. He wouldn't trade in his chassid. He wouldn't trade in his chassid. And he's a free man. I don't mean he's a free man. He's not in jail. He's a free man and leapt. And he get leapt. Because he's not reading newspapers. Literally, because he's not reading newspapers. And everything they tell you, listen, I'm going to ask you a question. Was there a man in the world who had more reasons to be depressed than the Lubavitcher? No one ever came and gave him good news. No one ever came and gave him good news. No one ever came and gave him good news. We only gave him our problems. And so many of us came to him with our problems and the minute the problems were redeemed, we forgot to tell him that it was redeemed. And the Rebbe didn't sleep because of this. How come he didn't break? Because it's Emes. Simcha is not naivete, and betochen is not naivete, it's emes. These are our values. The job is not to say, oh, the world is changing. The job is to say, I'm letting myself change. No more newspapers, no more fear. I'm going to serve Hashem besimcha. When I have a question, I'm going to ask the person who I trust to answer that question. I'm going to do what he says and shut out all the noise. You're right. Lubavitcher Hasidim are becoming like everybody else. And there's a word for it. It's called normal. But it's such a tragic normal. We are Baruch Hashem crazy. Crazy because we're surrounded by the man of the ultimate crazy. The whole Metzius of Ereb is And that's Amuna and it's Betochen and it's Poshit Simcha. Poshit Simcha. And we're trading it for realism. And then you have people saying, no, before Gimel Tavos, the world was good, so it was good to be Besimcha. Now the world is terrible. The world didn't change. We changed. And we stopped listening to our mashpiyim. <laughs> or our mashpiyim, sabiyim mashpiyim. Or our mashpiyim got their own heads contaminated. You see what asked me on the You ask me a question, you got to be careful that you're going to get a rant and a rave. But what I'm saying is, it's very important. Why are we afraid? Why have we let this, why have we traded in the best thing in the world? Because a lot of people tell us, I'm, 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 I tell you, I know what I'm talking about. The fetish, the fetish. 
This guy told me he would never lie to me. He's a big expert, all the biggest experts. I'm not even taking a position. I'm talking about what happened to Chassidim. And as individual people, we have every right to be a chassid. And it starts literally with not reading the newspaper. If you don't read the newspaper, that's not going to cost World War III to start. Ah, huh? You understand what I mean when I say the newspaper? Can we learn Tanya? Maybe we learn some Tanya. Maybe let's, I, I have no regrets about what I just did. I don't know how long it took me, but it was a rant and a rave and a hysterical outburst. But someone needs to say this. What have we done to ourselves? And why? For what? For what? Why did we sell our souls? For what everybody else has. We've let ourselves become addicted. We've led ourselves into this shtusim. Yeah, you see, now you're talking about the other aspect, which I also think is very true. There's no intimacy in the world. But I'm talking about the fear aspect. The idea we're afraid, we're afraid, we're afraid, we're afraid. The whole world is terrible. It's the same world and there's the same Abishtim. And he does what he wants. And guess what? We need to do only what we can do. To worry about the whole world. The Rebbe worries about the whole world and he keeps his simch. <laughs> we can't worry about our own simple lives. Okay, this conversation is now over. Amen, Amir Hashem. Now I want to learn some Tanya. So I'm repeating again. Okay, now they're getting rid of it. Now we really hate the apple. Even we hate the apple. <laughs> we don't just say we hate the apple. We hate the apple. hated the apple. We hate the apple. Okay. This is the vart of the Maimir, the Tanya. That there is a concept of love which is concealed. Love which is concealed should mean love which I don't have. How does the Al-Tarebbe assert that there's a love that you don't have and yet you have it? And the answer is Shina. That even a Jew who's deeply immersed in Tumah by his own choices or by circumstances or by whatever fateful events, that he's called a golos, he's imprisoned, he's incarcerated, has a pintale which can never be in golos, it can only be asleep, and it can be woken up. So